Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What up, Jennifer Martland? Oh, hello, Monica. How are you? Oh, uh, good. How are you? Good. Should we do the whole episode in fake British accents? Let's give it a go. I, I'll let you do it. Today. I don't know how to. I'd be horrible. It would be bad. What's new in your life? Anything we need to know about here on the podcast? Anything you can share? This week? Or not share? Huh? Anything you should share or not share, maybe? I don't know what. I'm buying a house this week. Hey, all right. Yeah. Another, another investment property? Yeah, it's right by you. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Town, so get one of your friends to rent it. Fantastic. Do you have a, um, you have a formula, formula you use for a rental property? Yeah, I have like a performa. I could put that in the vault. Yeah. Well, it. The only caveat is, is when you make the formula and spreadsheet better, you have to send it back to me. That's good. I like it. Yes. Yeah, love so it. I'll, I'll put it in there. So jennifermertland.com slash vault, and it's called a performa. Perfect. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. We always appreciate that you're here. Oh, yeah. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Do you do anything extra when it comes to your vacant listings? In other words, do you have any additional responsibility to your vacant listings? You should go first. Okay. Here's an example of do as I say, not as I do. Okay. <laughs> like if I'm just being honest. I um, always be honest. I don't, you don't occur to me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I do. I do think it depends on if your clients are in town or out of town. Okay. And so if they're out of town and I'm going to be taking on more responsibility, then I'm going to be charging additional commission because I'm going to be meeting people. I'm going to need to check on the vacant listing, blah, blah, blah. But if they're in town and have just moved out, I don't really, I don't really take that on as my responsibility. And here's why I say, do as I say, not as I do. I believe I should probably address that with them and define their expectations and roles. Yeah. Because otherwise they're imagining that, hey, we've handled. Yeah. What's that? Didn't somebody say that in a different podcast? Or was that you that they do charge an extra commission for? I've said, I said that in another podcast if they're out of town. And then what are the, what are the, what's the role attached to that? I should say if they don't have family in town. Like if they've got people that are here and they're taking responsibility, then that's, you know, not an issue. But if they pay you, then what do you do? Um, it's not really a pay in exchange for, it's just an increased level of responsibility and time. Because if we have vendors that need to go over as a result of the inspections, then I'm going to have to meet them over there. I'm going to have to coordinate or I'm going to be, um, Hey, can you go turn on the air before the showing or Hey, somebody, our neighbors said the trash cans didn't get like, I just know it. I've been in the business long enough to know I'm going to be over there way more. And if I say, Hey, if you'd like me to be your on-call local feet on the ground gal, that's great. I charge a half percent additional for that. If you think you've got it covered, it's fine. 
Okay. So you do a half a percent more. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that's at closing. Yeah. Yes. Right. So maybe it doesn't actually get there, but generally, well, it does. Cause I close all of my deals. <laughs> You're a closer ABC. That's right. That's right. But in practice, like just an average deal, I'm not probably as great as I should be. I don't set those expectations and then I'm not checking on the house. What are you well, doing? Okay. So we posted this in, I saw it on a Facebook page and we posted it and the, I just have to say how disappointed I am in you people. Who people? The pe- listeners. Why? What did they do? Don't be mean to them. I'll the kick your ass. Of our colleagues that are like, take pride in like, oh, I go over there and I'll vacuum and clean the house and all like paint and I'll like do all this stuff. You're the damn problem. <laughs> oh my God. How do you feel? <laughs> oh my God. Just don't think like we are real estate agents. Like that is what we do. And part of being a real estate agent is not the cleaning person. It's not the painter. I don't fix gutters. I don't do that stuff. Now, listen, of course I've taken back trash cans before, right? Like that can happen sometimes, but it's just like, would you rather me market your property to find a buyer? or spend my time vacuuming. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what are you paying me to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're paying me as the maid, I am the maid. Right. I, I don't I'm an overpriced maid. Like that is a lot for a maid. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you are angry with agents who set that expectation by doing that in our industry. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this can snowball into like the ones that give gifts and send anyway, but it oh, what? So that's bad. like, that's like night and day, two different conversations, but I will agree with Closing you. This gifts. I've used this example before. My dad is an attorney. I never, I've never seen my father go over and rake somebody's yard, you know, in a state. I've right. never seen him go paint in a state. Like I've never seen him handle that. Yes. And he does not do it. What we can do is recommend people like, Hey, I know you're moving out of town or whatever. And I know it's important to you to get top dollar for this home in order to do that. We're going to make sure. And I believe, you know, the average days on market is only like a week or 10 days, but like during that time, let's make sure we have somebody that can come over. So to your point, addressing it up front Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now takes it away from like the expectation that you're going to do it. Because when Mm -hmm. you say that they're never like, oh, I thought you were going to do it. Like they will never say that. Nope. Nope. It's all expectations because that's where you get into trouble. If they think that you're the one that's going to be at every showing and therefore you can turn on and off the air conditioning prior to and post, like you are setting yourself up for them to get irate with you when that doesn't have to happen. If you just said, okay, so here's the deal. Typically the, you know, there'll be an agent with the, the, the buyer and I'm not there and who wants to handle the front and the back end of this, you know? Right. And I mean, if you are an agent that goes to every showing or like you, you've agreed to that request to your point, maybe you charge a little bit more or even then you're still not the cleaning person. No, no, no. And if they want me to do that and I agree to do that for that listing, then at least I know what is expected of me. Don't do it. No, I don't mean cleaning. I mean like pictures and other things. Oh, okay. 
I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not cleaning. You can turn on it. I think turning on and off the lights is fine. I would do that as a buyer's agent. I don't like to be responsible for that as a listing agent. That's a lot. No, I, I'm not usually as a listing agent either, yeah. but if you're one, I'm saying if you're one that goes there anyway, because there are some agents that, that they show the, that's part of what they actually do. That's like their thing. Right, 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 right. right sure. And that's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that because sometimes yeah. like that is what makes sense and either in your market or for that house or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah. Agreed. Agreed. What was that one episode we did on like, things agents do that they need to stop immediately. And we didn't say that one. I don't Ugh, think that's because the scroll was too damn long, <laughs> but it's like, really take a look. What, okay. Take a look at really what it's costing you. Like, what is your net profit from taking a listing? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is after your split, this is after the cost of marketing, you do your dollar per hour. And then right. you look at the activities associated with like, painting the room or whatever. And it's like, okay, is that a, and in most cases, it's going to be at least $300 an hour. Is that a $300 an hour activity? Or is my time better spent? Cause you have an opportunity cost. You do not have unlimited time. Mm-hmm. Even if you That's only right. have one listing, you're still better off spending all the time marketing the listing, door knocking, circle prospecting, calling agents, mm-hmm. putting up, you know, on Facebook, doing a video, like, something to get the listing out there, mm-hmm. then you are painting the room. Agreed. Now here's what you can do though. You can be a resource for these things. You should have contacts for people that will clean the houses that will, you've got to pr- present the solution. That's your job. Right. But not executing. To say it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Because your job is also, you're like the project manager for the That's right. project. So the project is project sell the house, right? For the highest possible price or whatever they want, the shortest time frame, like whatever their thing is. Yep. It's like, okay, if that's the end goal, what do I need to do to get us there? Well, mm-hmm. I see you're going to be gone and you have no friends and whatever, right? You have no family, you have no friends. So like, here's the people you can use. Right. Your friends are dirty or whatever, right? Right, 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 right. So true. So, so if you just have your average listing here in Cincinnati and let's say it doesn't sell in the first three days, like it has, are you checking on the listing at all? Are you going over there periodically? No, no, not as a rule of thumb in my, in my early days, I did, I would go once a week and we would talk about that up front and say, because it's vacant, you're out of town. I'll go once a week if it's like not being shown. Mm-hmm. And actually, luckily I did because that morning that I had went, the water heater broke. Oh, oh my gosh. You got lucky. I got so lucky. Yeah. But after that, I was like, I do not want to be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of, I'm just, no, no. Yeah. You know the only I mean? time I'll do it is if I get feedback from an agent, Hey, there's something going on. I don't, you know, there's a smell in the house, something I'll go over and investigate that out, myself. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're like door knocking, you're already going to be there, like communicate that, but make it be like an extra thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to be running by the house. I don't know if you had somebody stopping by, but I'm going to be over there today. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm already going to be in the neighborhood or I'm showing the house or I'm, yeah. I'm door knocking or whatever you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yep. Then I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And Oh, Some would argue, why do you even have a vacant house? You should be staging it. 
but that's the that's, stuff. A that's totally different conversation. It is, and I think we've already had that conversation. Dumb. Let's go back to our corner. I need a fan. I'm getting it's getting hot in here. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's take a short break. Hear a word from our partners, and when we return, I don't know what's going to happen. You'll have to just come back. Come on back. <laughs> I want to tell you about Vulcan 7. Now, I know, I know you don't want a cold call, but I actually use Vulcan 7 for circle prospecting too. It's a great way to find sellers for your buyers and buyers for your sellers. And Monica's the one that showed me Vulcan 7 anyway, (laughs) and I love it. So I'm really excited that they've agreed to partner with us on our podcast. So if you want to do more deals, then you need Vulcan 7. Go to Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Mertland for a $49 two-week trial of the system. And I guarantee you will never look back. Real estate agents, do you need more time and less busy work? As a mom of 10 and a business owner myself, I know how hard it is to coordinate it all. I'm Leanne Sipolis, and I want to tell you about Real Support Solutions. By providing marketing, admin support, and training, real estate agents and small business owners can focus on revenue-generating activities that improve their success. Real Support Solutions helps you manage the activities that will continue to build your business for the future while you handle the dollar-producing tasks that need your time and attention right now. Go to realsupportsolutions.com, enter promo code FIGHTCLUB, and get $100 off your first transaction or three hours of training. Buyers need agents, sellers need agents, agents need real support solutions. Call today, 513-814-7150. Welcome back. Let's get back inside the ring to finish this conversation. I don't know. I didn't, you know... This is such one of those topics that's so interesting. Um, who would think that there are so many um, things to think about when we're looking at our little like ancillary jobs around? And that's part of the problem is because people think being a realtor is like, oh my God, I just love looking at houses. That's not what being a realtor is. Most realtors sell like how many one house a year no but like five or ten or whatever guys please don't let jen drive you away today she just is hangry i think she's hangry go get go get some lunch i'm always hangry i I just get so upset because it's like of course nobody knows what the hell we do because we don't tell them yeah put your microphone closer you want me to yell louder no i do not I'll do it. All right. Well, look, this goes back to this expectations. Expectations solve all of your problems as a real estate agent. Set them, ask them, determine them, get, find out what the other side of the coins expectations are like dig in more than expectation. I hate that word so much. No, but that's what this is. It's all about that. But it's about communicating. Also. Well, that's what you're communicating. Expectations. That's, that's it. Continuous improvement. Oh my God. That's it. You're either stating what you will do or won't do, or you're asking the question, what do you want from me? Or what do you not want from me? But as an agent, you should also think about like, what, what am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? What makes sense for me to do? What doesn't make sense for me to do? And if the only reason you're not, you're if the only reason that you're doing it is because you don't know how to say no, please call us. That's a totally different conversation. Yes. Correct. Correct. You have you, did you see my post about, um, I, I stole it from somebody else. What's that? 
this guy posts like a lot of funny memes. He's a realtor too. Yeah. It was about like, don't act like you're salsa, you're cheese dip, baby. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You're like, cheese dip, baby. You're cheese dip, baby. Like you don't come free with the meal. No. 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 You're extra. You cost extra. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know what it is? Here's what it is then. If it's one-sided, if it's yours, it's not expectations, it's standards. Have your standards. What are your business practices? Expectations seem so like, this is me and you have to bend to whatever I do. And it's not, it is a group effort to sell this house. Like you are hiring me to help you get what you want because you see value in my process to get you what you want. But in that, you also have to, you're part of this team. Well, right. And I don't mean expectations are one-sided. I mean, what are their expectations and do those align with your standards or do you need to adjust? Right. If not, just walk out the door. No, (laughs) Run, run, don't walk. All right. Anything to add to that? Or do you want to wrap this one up? Be queso, baby. Be queso. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Go to our Facebook page. That's Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Or share this episode with a real estate agent that you think has a lot of vacant listings and is doing too much vacuuming. Exactly. (laughs) If you need a pep talk or. (laughs) That's right. right. Yes. If you need a pep talk or you um, are interested in learning more about EXP as a brokerage, please give us a call. 513-400-1691. Monica, always. Yes. Always a pleasure. I'll see you next time. Bye. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, Melody Newman. Hi, Melody. Hi. So you had posted on one of our Facebook groups about what do you do if you have a vacant listing? Like, what is your responsibility for checking on it and things like that? So I'm curious at like what your thoughts are and what were some of like the most interesting responses you got? Yeah, yeah. So it was actually the amazing thing was that there was a, such a wide variety of responses. Um, I did I did get a general consensus from it. So I was really glad that I posted because I did kind of have a takeaway. Uh-huh. But, you know, it really ranges from people who check on it like a baby. Like it sounds like daily where they're sweeping and picking up and, you wow. know. I think it would be amazing to have the time to be able to do that. (laughs) Like it's maybe my neighbor's house was vacant and listed or something like extremely convenient. I could see that happening with as many deals as I usually have going and being a mom with two very young kids. uh, A daily thing is just not a reasonable thing to commit. And it's important to me that when I make commitments to my clients that I'm, I'm making promises that I know I can keep. Right. So I'm just going to overcommit something that sounds good. I would love to say, Oh, I'll be there every day. You can hear my kids in the back of back seat. <laughs> they want to participate. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, so there, that was one end. And then the other end was like, not my job, not my liability. They can hire somebody that does that. You know, I, I don't even want to go there. And I understand both ends of it, you know, liability is really important and it can be a little sticky and um, there's kind of, I feel like a balance for me when I kind of read all of the responses 
is what makes sense for me and what am I going to do or what, what can I commit to? Right. So basically, uh, I feel like the general consensus that most people did was once a week. I feel like yeah. that, you know, if you're going to commit or if I'm going to make it, I, I shouldn't say the word commit because for liability purposes, the way that I plan on running my business mm -hmm. is I'm not going to commit to, hey, I'll do that, you know, once a week for you. Yeah. But I think that in my mind, mm -hmm. I'm going to go once a week mm -hmm. and I'm going to send pictures and they're going to learn that I'm going and I'm checking right? Um, without me saying the words. I'm going to commit that to you're doing it. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I also believe that at a listing appointment, I'm going to recommend or ask them, have that conversation. Right. Hey, you know, someone that lives nearby, that's going to check on it for you. Right. Do you need help with that. Um, should we look into hiring someone that would check once a week and kind of seeing what they expect and seeing yeah. what they are wanting or needing and going from there because I think that you never want someone to assume that you should be doing something you're not mm -hmm. so I feel like no matter what having the conversation asking them what they need asking them what they want asking them what they expect I think is a great starting point at your listing appointment and then going from there um, yeah. And again, I feel like I'm going to teach them that I am checking on it by them knowing and getting texts and getting pictures, not not by committing to being there once a week, but they're just right. them learning that I am looking at it. I am putting eyes on it. I am taking pictures. But again, having that conversation at the listing appointment, I do feel like it's important for them to understand what all goes on and what all the risks are with a vacant listing yeah so insurance they should know that they should talk to their insurance company about what's covered while it's vacant right does the insurance company need to know is that going to be a problem right they need to have a special conversation i think that needs to be said i think that they need to understand that it's so important not in general, but it's so important to price it right, right, and market it properly, and talk about all the ways you're going to prop market it, how you're going to price it right, and why it's so important that all that happens so that you're getting showings. Yeah. Because if you're not getting showings, then you're more in a pickle with a vacant listing. You don't want it to not have showings for two weeks. Right. And then someone goes and looks at it, and there's a puddle on the floor that nobody saw. Right. So. At the end of the day, too, if you do your job and your due, 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 due diligence mm -hmm. to price it right and to have those conversations and have those expectations set on the front end of why that's so important, especially with the vacant listing, yeah, they're going to agree with you and understand we need to sell this quickly. We need to price it to sell. We don't right. want to we don't, you don't want it stretching this out longer than you need to. You know, right. Let's get it sold so that way. You know, if there was a problem that happened, you're having showings and someone's going to see it. Exactly. And they'll see stuff. And like, if it's your friend yeah. and you know the agent, you can, and you're doing what you're supposed right. to and calling the agent like ahead of time, communicating with them right. after, like you're going right. to know if something's wrong. Yeah. 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 Before I posted that, I had just such good luck with vacant listings that it never really 
came to this point. I happened to have a vacant listing that we were a little too aggressive with the pricing. It was sitting, mm-hmm. it wasn't getting a lot of showings. They weren't mm-hmm. motivated to sell it that, but when we did have a showing, there was a puddle of water. What happened was is the AC, the pan overflowed and there was some water on the floor. I don't know exactly if, if it was, you know, three days or seven days that it's right because i had checked on it recently and you could check on it and the very next day anything the next hour yeah the next minute right right right. so no matter how often you go you know you could still have unfortunate circumstances it's nothing's foolproof but and then beyond that you know depending on where you are in the country the weather can be another factor and so with a vacant house you know if it's the winter there's a right. whole other set of things that you need to talk about for wrapping pipes and is it ready for yes. like, does it need to be dewinterized? I think the main so like the main idea of the question though is like is this not considering what the seller's expecting but is this role something that a realtor ought to be filling or not right. and that's right. the main question so like what do you think like do you think that's part of like our job description to fill that role? I think that, again, I mean, the short version of that, I personally think getting your eyes on the property and walking through it at least once a week is smart. But because it's vacant or because it's your listing, do you do that on occupied properties as well? I would say because it's vacant, walking through it occupied but you think as a realtor that is your job because it's vacant and you're listing it i think that if the i don't think it's our job you just think think it's it's like to you it sounds like it's more like a courtesy that you don't want to like over promise to do something but you also don't not want to do it as a service yeah. but it's yeah. not like you feel compelled to necessarily right. do I, I get it like i don't think we should commit to it but mm-hmm. i think it's like a pleasant surprise that i'm still checking on it for you mm-hmm. like my realtor didn't commit to be there once a week but she's but she has checked on it once a week right so i think that you know you might miss a week here or there depending on how busy you are and i'm also learning to have the conversation so i know all markets are different in my mm-hmm. market you can give permission and grant one-time access to anyone so if there's someone that i know and trust or that they know and trust if they give me permission i can allow someone else to go check on it and so okay. for part of the conversation and why asking the questions understanding what they need because you know if when you have the listing appointment, you sit down, you might ask that question and they might go, oh yeah, my neighbor's already going to check. But if they have no plans and they haven't even thought of it, you know, you pointing out the things that could happen and having a conversation, you know, again, not just to want to get, make sure traffic's going through it and, you know, hopefully being able to price it to sell that way it's not sitting. To answer your question, I don't think it's the realtor's role I don't think that for liability liability purposes is something we should commit to and that people should just assume or expect. But on at the other on the other hand, I do feel like 
I feel like if you if you hold the public and say, hey, do you think that the realtor should do this? I think most people would say yes. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important to have the conversation, understand what they need or expect, and right. kind of take it case by case. But at the end of the day, you know, I, for me in my business, I feel like it gives me uh, an extra, some extra value yeah. for them to be surprised, pleasantly surprised and happy that they're going to get a text from me probably once a week, like, Hey, the, the lawn guy went by. It looks good. Here's a picture of it. Right. Uh, I walked through and checked on this, you know? Yeah. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are some really good thoughts. I, those tips are really helpful and gives us something to think about. If, um, if somebody has a referral for you, you're, you're at Keller Williams in Louisiana. What is the best way to get a hold of you? So www.melodynewman.com is one really great way to find me. Um, I have my phone number, my email address. So I would say my website, M-E-L-O-D-Y, melodynewman.com. Awesome. I appreciate you being on, Melody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.